1: with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com credit card. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Yokohama Avid Ascend LX. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension. Just to name a few, go to tirerack.com slash colin. Tirerack.com, the way tire buying should be. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. What is going on, everybody? John Middlecoff, three and out podcast, boots on the ground in Indianapolis in my hotel room. Took the red eye last night from California. Uh, slammed a couple double shots, and I, and I, I'm just I'm rolling. I, I walked in my hotel, and I I see this good looking guy walking out the door. I'm like, God, that's Cliff Kingsbury. Looks pretty good in person. Saw a bunch of scouting buddies and my guy Deuce Staley and plan is to have uh talk to Howie Roseman, Matt Nagy, Andy Reid. Uh I got some uh, I got some other lines in the water right now, hoping to get some bites. But, you know, I'll play the hits, guys. I know. Uh they they'll always say yes. It's just a really, really crazy time for these guys, uh, just in general. So um uh, yeah, I, I'm excited to talk to some different people. I'm, I'm also just excited to – this is a good week for me just to be here and get a feel for the draft and free agency, just talking to my buddies in the league, getting a feel for the guys, who's good, who's not. Besides, you know, I, I watch as much college football as anyone, but I, I don't watch it the same way I used to. And when, when you scout, when you dive deep, when you know the character stuff, you know the injury history you know, some things that us just, us common folk, us, us people just, us, us couch scouts, we don't know. And that's where this this week really uh, really kind of shines, <laughs> information gathering, and there's going to be a ton of stories. We'll, we'll dive into that off the top. Uh, then just some other big draft stories of just actual college players, and the dominoes that are going to happen with the quarterbacks are, are, are going to be nuts, but Really quick before we dive into the show, appreciate everyone that went to the 3 and Out podcast and, and left a review. If you haven't, I'd really appreciate that. It helps the growth of the show. The actual 3 and Out podcast on iTunes, I think that's where the majority of you listen. I don't know how you do it on Android or whatever. Just leave a review. If you like it, five-star. If you don't, just be real. You know, this is real. We, we don't do BS around here. No fluff. So if you like the show, go, go leave a review. I, I really appreciate that. I'm going to be Instagram and everything. Uh, like, you know, obviously the DMs, you can always slide up in those, but I'm just going to kind of behind the scenes, you know, just give an access that, you know, a lot of people don't get. So I'll try to keep Insta stories and pictures of what's going on the next couple of days. I'm here till Thursday afternoon. So I'll try to give everyone an inside look, but the combine, you know, in the Bay area, a lot of the tech companies like Oracle, uh, Salesforce they have these huge conventions. they used to have them in San Francisco, but the, the taxes got so high and the prices got so high. I think Salesforce moved to like Vegas uh, but and they bring their entire company there and the entire industry is kind of there doing business and I would imagine you guys listening all over the country and you know some've got international listeners you have business conventions where you go there it's really important to be there. everyone in your industry is there and a lot of business is done. That is what the combine is. Because when you just say the combine, you think, oh, it's just the underwear Olympics. To me, the actual workouts on the field, if we did a pie chart of the importance of this week, are probably under 10%, to be honest with you. I'm not saying they don't matter, because the 40 time for certain positions, the weights, the heights, they do matter, but it's a small, small percentage. Really, there's kind of an order of things that are happening here. Free agency comes before the draft. So, there is an urgency to free agency. I think this year, the league year starts March 17th. So, we're under three and a half weeks till there, as I'm recording this right now on February 24th, under a month. So, that is the urgent conversation right now. Every general manager is meeting with agents this entire week. I, I talked to a contract negotiator a couple days ago, and he's like, Bro, I got like 28 meetings through two and a half days. Just meeting with agents. You're focusing on your own players to get extended. You're focusing on players that your coach or general manager, with your general manager, that they want. And it's just a very, very busy time. You're gauging the market. You have an idea of what players are going to cost, but you come here, whether it's your own players, like the 49ers are coming here. DeForest Buckner and George Kittle are going to get extended. They got an idea of what they're going to pay, and the agent has an idea of what they want to get paid, and now they're going to meet over some vodkas, over a steak, in a hotel room, whatever, and you're going to both say a number, and it's either going to be like, okay, we're close, or holy hell, we got a ways to go. And that, to me, is the number one priority of this business convention. It's why I was kind of baffled that Sean McVay's not here. A lot of business gets done. You have to be here. And with free agency, another thing that happens is it has a domino effect on your own team. Because if you go, well. whoa. My coach, or if I'm the GM and I know I really like this guy and I can get him for a price that I didn't think I'd get him for, I might have to cut a player on my team to make the salary cap room for that individual. So you're finding out all that information, and you're also gauging the trade market. Because every year in the NFL, Ron Rivera, Mike McCarthy, Joe Judge, uh, I'm sure I'm, uh, Matt Rule, you have new coaches this year. That are going to want to get rid of veteran players or younger players on their team that they don't fit, think fit the scheme. So you have tr- players available for trade, and clearly there have been rumors of Darius Slay, of Stefan Diggs. Every year there are those type, those type players. A couple years ago, Khalil Mack, last year D. Ford, Odell Beckham, premium players get dealt when the league year comes around and really probably a couple weeks from now before the league year, it's unofficial. And that's when you find out, well, I can get, how much is Darius Slay going to cost? If I need a star corner, if I'm the Eagles, if I'm Seattle, if I'm the Niners, would I be willing, if I'm the Niners, would I be willing to give pick 31 for Darius Slay? If I was Philly, would I give two twos for Darius Slay? You know, these are the type conversations you're having. And then you have to factor in, well, can we afford to pay the guy? because we're getting his contract or Stefan Diggs which actually might be more enticing because he's under contract. So you've probably done the work with your scouting department, you know how much you like the player, and you've got yard gauging and who knows, maybe Mike Zimmer says no under no circumstances we're not trading him. And he goes, "Actually, he could be had for a first-round pick." That's the type of information that's done here. It is all the league's business is done because everyone is here. It's just you just bump into, "Oh, there's Cliff Kingsbury. Oh, there's you know, John Schneider. Oh, there's Andy Reid, who will be on the podcast this week. Super Bowl champ. Uh, I don't know when I'm going to release it. might do Friday, but we'll see how the, all the other interviews go. So that that is a huge... I, I think a lot of fans think this is much more draft-oriented. I actually think it's much more pro-oriented with free agency trades and cuts. Trying to get guys on your team to take a pay cut. Say, hey, if you don't take a pay cut, we're going to have to cut you. Then that agent has to determine, well... Are we better off taking a pay cut and staying, or are we better off getting cut, hitting the open market, and getting more money? You're, you're just you're getting a feel for the market value because right now there's a lot of educated guesses, but you don't truly know. Like George Kittle, he's going to get extended. The highest amount of money a tight end has ever been signed for in true guaranteed dollars was twenty two million dollars. Well, Michael Thomas last year, a wide receiver, signed for over sixty million dollars. If I'm George Kittle and you want to sign me to an extension, I'm not picking up the phone for like anything under $40 million. And these are the type of conversations that are being, Darius Slay's telling the Lions, listen, I think I'm an $18 million a year corner. So you either break me off right now and give me $60, $70 million guaranteed or trade me to someone that will pay me. And then the draft. And I think the number one thing that happens here with the draft is the medical check. They get MRI'd. The doctors and trainers from every individual team get to get their hands on these players, get to give them a thumbs up, a thumbs down. We'll get into Tua a little later, but there are countless guys that have had ankle surgeries, knee surgeries, elbow surgeries, shoulder surgeries that your scout has gone in throughout the years and made a note in your, you know, your program, whatever your scouting, you know, deal is in-house. So when, if I'm the GM and I type in player X, and I see, well, my, my regional scout red flagged him because something's up with his knee. The the trainer at, you know, LSU or USC told me, you got to keep an eye on this guy's knee. Well, my trainer knows that, and he's looking at it. Now, medical, is you know, it's an inexact science, and this is where it gets difficult, is as a player, if I'm a general manager, I can make the determination, right, if he's good or not good enough. I might not be right, but I can... That's my job, to determine, is this guy good enough to take with a first-round pick, to take with a second-round pick? Do I think this guy could become a pro bowler? That, that's the job of a general manager, and really any coach worth his salt, to be able to understand that. But we didn't go to medical school, right? Most of you guys listening didn't either. So when you go, when you're sick, when something happens to you, think about this, you go to a doctor, you have no freaking clue. You get some weird bump on your knee. You get some weird pain in your throat. You get some weird something in your stomach. You got no clue. You can go to WebMD all you want. You're like, yeah, I don't know. And then the doctor tells you something out of the blue. He's like, oh, I'll just take these pills. It'll be cured. It's like you're just assuming that he's right. It's like when you go to a restaurant. We don't even, we're so spoiled in America. We just go to a restaurant. I'm going to go eat a little later. Probably get a steak because that's what you do when you're in indie. And you just assume that you're not going to get sick from it. You don't even think twice about it. You do have to just trust your doctors at a level of your job as a general manager when it comes to injured players is kind of tied to their recommendation because, you know, they, you, just, you you got a degree in scouting, right? Obviously, you didn't get an actual degree in scouting, but that's you're not a doctor, and so you just don't know. You can't read a, an x-ray sheet, right? And then the other thing right behind, even, again, I'm telling you, the, the impact of the on the field workouts is really overblown because the number two most important thing for these young players is the interviews. And when I was a road scout, you know, you're, you're a detective. So it's easy to do the Andrew Lux or Patrick Mahomes or, you know, Russell Wilson's. It's just like, is this too good to be true? Everyone's telling me they'd let their daughter marry him, they love the guy. He's the nicest human ever, smartest human ever, best player they've ever seen. It's like, where are the red flags? Those guys make you nervous. But a lot of times, you know, it is true when it comes to the highest level guys. But a lot of guys, you know, might have a red flag. And it could be something as simple, and you could argue like as trivial as like, you know, he got a ping in public. It happened to me when I was in high school. He was drunk at a party his freshman year and got arrested. Or got a citation or something. And then he was so wasted he ran from the cops. And it was something that was under wraps. But if you did your digging, you found out about it. That's something that he might just get asked about in the meeting with the head coach and the general manager. Or there might be legitimate serious things, right? Like this is a player that had to transfer a school because the coach kicked him off the program. This guy has been arrested countless times. This guy had a gun charge. This guy had whatever those are things that when you sit down with them, with your general manager and your coach, you might not even talk about football. You, you might just talk about that stuff. That, that might be the focus of your interview. And, and the thing with football is there are only so many really good players. And there's a fine balance. Like, in most jobs, if you go, you know, listen, I can get, a, I can get five sales guys, two guys have been arrested one guy went to Stanford, and the other guys are just state school hard workers. You'd be like, well, the two guys that got arrested and have some red flags, I'm not even messing with. Well, in football, it's hard to just take guys off your draft board. And, you know, I I know the media over the years loves to get on their moral high horse, but the job of the general manager and the head coach is simple. We're not teaching life lessons here in the NFL. It's about winning games. And if you do not win games, you get fired. So that your number one goal is to get the best players possible. One time, uh, I think it was Super Bowl week, maybe my first year I had a radio show, and me and Haberman, we had uh, Moose Johnson, and he told me something that I'll never forget. He said, the one thing I learned in Dallas, you need two things in your locker room. You need players with character, and you need characters that can play and then let it balance out. And obviously, he, he, they had the best example of both worlds, right, with that Dallas team. I mean, they had, what was it called, the White House with, with with Michael Irvin and some of those guys and the prostitutes and the cocaine. And then they just had the good old goody two-shoes. You know, Troy Aikman. I don't think Troy Aikman's causing much trouble, right? But And they they were one of the best teams, probably had one of the best four or five-year runs in the history of the NFL, 92, 93, 94, 95. Like, it doesn't get much better than that for the Dallas Cowboys. And they were not perfect, but Jimmy Johnson built that thing, and they kicked ass and took names. And you could get away with more back then, right? I mean, there was a time when Lawrence Taylor would be doing some cocaine at night, and then he'd play the next game. I don't know if that's really flying, and maybe I'm naive. That's I just don't think that's happening in 2020. So t- times have changed, but I don't think most guys are Most players aren't like that. Most players, it's just different, but I, I think anything domestic violence for most teams now that that is getting thrown you're just not going to get drafted but there are situations that you go and this is the hard part of the job is that a median narrative where we can just feel the guy's guilty he did something and then you interview the guy he's like I'm telling you I didn't do anything I'm telling you and it's like do you believe the guy and I'm not even talking about a domestic violence it could even be like a a weed charge, a gun charge. I think how stupid it is to even to say a weed charge. But that's the reality is in some states, weed is illegal. And you're digging on these, in, these situations with these players. And I'm talking mainly about the first and second round guys, especially the first ones, because you're guaranteeing them four years of a contract. You're guaranteeing them a ton of money. It's one thing to take a flyer on a sixth or seventh round guy. I, I don't put much stock in the late rounds. Not that they don't, if you hit on them, they don't become great players. Richard Sherman, Tom Brady, George Kittle. I mean, they they do matter, but you're not as tied to those players because of the economics. You can just get rid of them. When you draft a guy in the top 20, that guy's going to be on your team for three or four years because of the amount of money you've put into him. Same thing with the second round. If If you're drafting the second round, you're basically on scholarship for three years just because of what they invested in you. And so you really have to figure out those people. And I think the NFL, when it comes to success with players, is for the most part. Now, some guys, it turns out, they just they can't play. But I I would imagine the majority of busts, the majority of busts, I'd even probably go ninety percent of busts weren't talent, were focus, were work ethic, were maturity, were intangible stuff. This, This is an intangible league. You know, once you get to the once you get to this level, once we get to the combine and we see the top, you know, 150 players, like what separates most of those guys is going to be the, their mind, the, their their drive, and it's it's the one thing that that the analytic crew you're never going to be able to measure, you never will. But the best general managers, the Belichick's, the Pat Rileys, the you know, that just think about the guys over the the, the the Giants when they were winning championships with Bruce Bocce. They, they just had they had great people, and that's what you're trying to figure out this week is uh, do I want this person, do I want to hitch my wagon as a general manager, as a coach, as a scout to this person? Because once you go, yeah, this guy can play, do I trust that person?
0: And that, that's what the Combine Week's about. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue while you prep your meats
1: Roof racks, bumpers, whatever your baby needs. eBay Motors has it. And with eBay guaranteed fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Okay, let's dive into some of the biggest storylines at the Combine. In terms of college players. And I think there are three headliners. And they happen to be the three quarterbacks. Because let's face the reality. The quarterbacks are more important than the other positions. They get talked about more. They draw more casual fans in. Hell, they interest me more. Because I know they interest you more. And they're just fascinating. Because if you draft the right quarterback. C.C. Patrick Mahomes. C.C. Deshaun Watson. C.C. Carson Wentz. Hell, even Jared Goff's been pretty damn good. That you, Russell Wilson, we, we've seen them all. Cams, the Lux, changes your franchise forever. You become a relevant franchise in the most important league in America. So, Joe Burrow, 60 touchdowns, 6 picks, Heisman Trophy, national champion, basically kicked everyone's ass start to finish. A little bit of a one, I mean, not a little bit. He was a one-year wonder, but his one year was so remarkable, He's one he had one of the greatest... Just statistical, the greatest statistical season, the eye test, the the he passed every test. To me, there's a question, though, with him. And I don't know if he necessarily will do this because it's typically not his job. Usually the agent, the father, so, someone in his camp does this for him, but he's going to talk this week at a podium with a bunch of media there, and he's going to get asked, do you want to be a Cincinnati Bengal? Will you go to Cincinnati if they draft you? Because that, that's kind of the elephant in the room right now. And I, I, I think he'll probably take, you know, the politically correct tactic. And that's probably the right one. Listen, I want to go whoever drafts me. I want to go as high as possible. Just kind of play it in the middle. Now, could they still play that? Because I, I, I think even if you're a Bengal fan listening, and if you're not a Bengal fan, your owner's the cheapest owner. They never resign free agents. It's a very difficult place to win. It really is remarkable how much success Marvin Lewis had, but Marvin Lewis is no longer there. they got this young guy that I, I kind of want to like, Zach Taylor, but I I don't know if he's any good. That, that could just be an absolute disaster. So if you're Joe Burrow, if he did have his agent draw a line in the sand and kind of go NBA, we will not play there. Or Eli Manning or John Elway. I actually think for the first time in a long time, now it hasn't happened in forever, But I think in previous years, you got a lot of shit if you were the player and you did it. That's just the way society worked. Like, suck it up. I actually think he would get some support from the outside. From people like me, a lot of fans probably listening. would be like, hey, I'd probably do the same thing. I wouldn't want to play in Cincinnati. Now, where it gets a little complicated is he's from Ohio. And I, I, I think some of the certain states that if you kind of turn your back on them. Like, LeBron played for Cleveland, Right? And I don't know who the hell would want to play for Cleveland. And that worked out pretty well for him. You know, and I think, you know, Carson Palmer, though, has gone on record. Like, avoid it, bro. Do not go there. So, I, I, I'm just fascinated. Will that come out this week that they plan on letting the Bengals know they're not going to play there? Two is health. Uh, it's probably the biggest question mark, like actual tangible question mark at this combine. Because it's one thing for his agents – and people around Tua, hell, I walked by him a couple weeks ago at the Super Bowl, he looked like he was moving fine, he looked thick, he looked like he was in good shape, he was in good spirits, but I'm not a doctor. So if you're a doctor and you're the Miami Dolphins, now they've done this before and they missed, I actually someone texted me or tweeted at me or DM'd me that it was Danny Cannell, the former you know radio host, I guess he's still a radio host, played in the NFL, played at Florida State, his dad was the Dolphins' doctor, failed Drew Brees but I don't blame Nick Saban. Like, that's that's on Danny Cannell's dad. It's on the doctor to... And I'm not even blaming Danny Cannell's dad. It's med, Medicine's hard. Like, I, I don't know anything about it. You don't know anything about it. No one knows. That's why doctors get paid so much money. It's also why they go to school for 10 years. Because it, you can get go to three different doctors and hear three different things. I also think this injury is very, very unique. It just doesn't happen. Ever. ACLs, labrums, elbows ankles when does a guy ever do this to his hip so i also think be ready for this if i wanted Tua, and my doctor told me and i was a general manager of the dolphins or the chargers or the raiders or whoever and i love Tua and i wanted to get him you know what i would leak out we failed him we think his hip is degenerate i would i would lie you know uh, without hesitation i would try to ruin his stock that is where I think people often say, you know, this is lying season. It is. Because I want Tua to drop to me. So it, just because you hear, and I'm just going to take an educated guess, that there, there are teams that have failed Tua because they want him to drop like a rock. They want him to fall right to them. And they want to draft him. And then they want him to be their quarterback. So get get ready for that. What about Herbert? And I was, I was just texting with Daniel Jeremiah before I pressed record here. And he he has a lot of love for Jordan Love. Like the tools are there, he might be a more natural passer than Herbert. Now his stats, a little Josh Allen like, are just atrocious. He didn't win, but there are some curveballs. Like his coach left, he lost a bunch of skill guys. While Herbert returned to school when he would have been a top five pick, really toolsy, and I, I think he's going to be the most polarizing player probably here. Just given that could go in the top five, there are going to be probably some teams that have him as the number one quarterback. On their board. And there are going to be teams that might have them four. My, my, my gut, and I talked about it last week. Listen, his tools are what people look for in the scouting community. But, like, I, I can't lie and say that Tua, if healthy, was a way better college player. Tua dominated. Tua was as dominant of a college quarterback just in terms of, like, things that would translate to the NFL. Just throwing the ball, the deep ball, the accuracy, the precision, running that offense that you're going to see but the injuries factor in. Where Herbert is more of a project, but I do think in 2020 you could argue there's never been a better time to have a project. Get spread offenses, they can't hit the quarterback, they can't hit the wide receiver. I was BSing with an assistant coach right when I was checking in. And he's like, "You know, some of these numbers are so inflated." He's like, "What does 65% mean?" Like, what does 80 like 90 catches when Jerry Rice did it in 99 or 91 or 89? when the Ronnie Lots of the world could kill you. Now, Ronnie was on his team, but you, you had the fear going over the middle is a little different than 90 now. Now, I, I would counter and be like, 90's still pretty impressive, but there's a physicality, and there's a, you don't, Back Jerry was making business decisions. Like, I'm going to get killed, but I'm going to catch the ball. You don't really make business decisions now. Because I know if you hit me, one, we're getting 15 yards, and two, more than likely, you're not going to hit me. Because we see it, guys pull up all the time now. Because they know they're going to get flagged. It's not worth it. They just tackle them normally. Hell, sometimes they miss tackles and the guy scores. So I, I think when you're evaluating Herbert, who's a much more complete prospect right now than Love, but I think those guys are going to be very, very polarizing this week. You know, is, is, could Herbert go top one or two? Could Jordan Love, is he a lock first rounder? I, I think those two guys are going to be in the same conversation as just having this enormous upside now, Herbert's accomplished way more, but Love, we, we've just seen it a couple years ago. And I say it all the time, Herbert's a way, way more accomplished Josh Allen. Uh, well, Jordan Love is much more under that kind of category, like Josh Allen, smaller school, didn't really produce that much, uh, but has all these tools. Now, I, I don't know anything about his work ethic, his intelligence, his smarts, that always matters for quarterbacks, and that'll really factor in especially when you're talking about a project that you might have to draft in the first round. Because ultimately, when you took Aaron Rodgers in the first round 15 years ago, you went, and honestly, he might be too smart for his own good, but he's a high intellectual guy, cow guy, really smart, can pick up the offense, only scratching the surface. Like, he was the ideal guy to use as a project. I think teams are going to look, I know Colin talked about it on Monday, like, that's kind of look at it, just just a project that you can work with, the thing is, projects in 2020 they don't they don't go at 25 anymore. They go at like seven because Josh Allen went at seven. So that, that's that's what happens. And then the wide receiver group, you know, just how do they all kind of shape themselves out? There's been so much hype on this group. Potentially, you know, 50 guys going in the top 70 picks or whatever. Usually, wide receivers fall a little bit, and I, I think that we're only going to end up probably three or four going the first round. Ton going the second round. But does Henry Ruggs run a 4-2? Does Jerry Judy just put on like an Amari Cooper-like clinic? Does CeeDee Lamb just blow everyone away? Does the kid, I can't even say his name, Iuka, his his measurables today weighing in. He's got like an 80-inch wingspan. He's jacked. I mean, he might run a 4-4 flat. I mean, is, that the, is Arizona State going to have back-to-back wide receivers going the first round? Uh, so it, it's it's a very, very intriguing class. But the quarterbacks, Burrow, Tua, Herbert, and even Jordan Love, I, I think are going to be. And, and it's, it's always the case. And when it is the case, it usually means a more exciting combine. The quarterbacks steal the show.
0: Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions.
1: Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and they ship directly to most states. Or check out the store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. eBay Motors is here for the ride. You know what I remember about my first car? Is that the moment I got it, I wanted to improve it. Because like most 16-year-old kids, you don't exactly get a luxury automobile. You're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Sometimes it's a struggle between buying what you want over buying what you need. But with the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can do both. You earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you can earn 2% cash rewards on what you want like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. Earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like those new golf clubs you've been eyeing, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a divot repair tool for after you've torn up your lawn. Let's try that again. Earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like workout equipment for your home, and then earn 2% cash rewards ...on what you need, like a foam roller to soothe your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are. With unlimited 2% cash rewards, the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash Cash. Okay, let's dive into some of the NFL storylines because like the quarterbacks in the draft, there is the greatest of all time is a free agent. And I was reading Albert Breer's MMQB, and I've had people DM me say, Jeff Darlington thinks he's going to leave. Albert Breer said leaving is definitely on the table. Robert Kraft, and you know he talked about it. I, I played an audio on here three or four weeks ago from rap Sheet saying Kraft is not going to get involved. Breer uttered the same statements. He's going to let Belichick do it. Well, if Belichick's doing it, <laughs> I think it's a 50 50 proposition. And the, con- the question we keep hearing, I keep asking, you keep asking, well, what's Belichick going to do at quarterback? I don't think he thinks like that. He'll figure it out. He's, he's just Bill Belichick. That's what he does. He doesn't freak out. Now, it is a more important position than just like an outside linebacker or a running back or a wide receiver. But I'd imagine he has a plan, whether it's to mortgage a ton to get a young quarterback, whether it's to sign a bridge quarterback. Whether it's to trade for a guy, but I, I keep getting back to this. Tom Brady will be forty-three years old. I, athletically in my life, probably Michael Jordan, Tiger Woods, and now Tom Brady. Probably no person I admire more in sports when it just comes to work ethic, drive, determination, just the willingness to win. You want to beat Brady? You got to bury his ass. He's one of the great champions we've ever seen in all of sports. He dedicated his life, changed his diet. Dude's a killer. Even if you hate the Patriots, we all acknowledge we've all seen that guy in the biggest moments put stakes through opponents' hearts. And at the end of the day, it's why we all watch sports. We want to see the best. We want to see Jordan. We want to see Tiger. We want to see Brady. We want to see Peyton Manning. We want to see Kobe and LeBron in the biggest moments. Deliver. That's why I watch professional sports. That's why I fell in love with it. Watching the best players kick ass, At the biggest moments. And no one's done a better job historically than Brady. But he's going to be 43 years old. And there has to be, like, is he going to play till he's 46? 47? Like, when's he going to stop? When's it just going to end? When's he going to, all of a sudden, Kobe Bryant, the one game against the Warriors, tears Achilles. And it was just basically over from then on out. When's that going to happen to Tom? Someone just fall on his ankle because he's 43 years old. It just shatters. Somehow he's been able to avoid it. Like Peyton Manning. I, I saw Peyton Manning twice that final year. It was just over. Game, set, match. He was just a wrap. He couldn't throw anymore. Now, the difference with Brady, like Peyton, they can't move, but Brady's arm's still pretty strong. The problem with Peyton is he never had a strong arm. So, I, I think you could justify it, but I if Belichick just said, listen, Tom, one year, $15 million, uh, take it or leave it, I, I don't know if I could totally blame him. Maybe 20 out of respect, but... I. Tom, I'm not giving you two for 60. Put yourself in my shoes. I get you're mad at me and, you know, we've butted heads over the years, but that's crazy. For a 43-year-old? You could argue that's crazy for, like, a guy in his late 30s. But every day that goes by, I I start to feel more and more like he's going to leave. Phillip Rivers, I I think, is a huge domino because if he goes to Indy, and I've texted with a couple coaches over the last month, they all think he's going to go to Indy. Then that has a domino effect on Tampa. Does Tampa let Jameis go? Do they franchise Jameis? If he goes to Indy, do they trade Jacoby? So does Indy trade Jacoby to a team that just needs a good backup like New York Jets, the Buffalo Bills, Miami Dolphins? I think Jacoby would definitely have a market. You know, so many, so many of the Belichick guys are spread out there. Like if you're Brian Flores. Wouldn't you draft, if you draft Tua Herbert, wouldn't you want Jacoby around? You know him. You've been around him. I, I could see that trade. Uh, Cam Newton. It sure feels like Cam Newton's done. Uh, I think Cam Newton desperately wants to stay in Carolina. That's his home. It's He loves the place. He's won there. He's a Carolina, he's famous for being a Panther. I, I just get the, my gut feeling is they cut or trade him. And depending on what happens to some of these other guys, like Wood, would Bruce Arians take a flyer on Cam Newton, but would he risk Cam Newton not being healthy and getting rid of Jameis? That one's risky. Would John Gruden want Cam Newton? Would he trade for him? Would he think Cam Newton's better than Derek? Get a star to sell going into the new building. What would Derek's trade value be? Could the Could the Chicago Bears give the Oakland Raiders if Cam Newton or Tom Brady went to went to Vegas? You know, their second-round pickback, would that, would that be his value? Andy Dalton, is he even any good? I've had a couple veteran assistant coaches say, like, I, I think I could win with Andy Dalton. I his, his view in the league with coaches is probably better than it is with us on the outside. And my scouting buddies think he's just kind of a guy. But coaches like him because he's consistent, in theory. And he's smart. He can run your offense. Stuff that bores me. Like, he's just not good enough. Uh, But Derek, definitely, if he's available, he's intriguing because he has a big arm, he can move, he can run a bunch of different offenses, he's played in a bunch of different offenses. Uh, I I think if if the Raiders somehow get Brady, which that feels unlikely, but if he leaves, I mean, they could offer a boatload of money. Uh, If they get Cam, Rivers, I couldn't see that. I I think Phillip Rivers, a little old school, like he values the Chiefs, Broncos, and Raiders being his rival. Like, he, he's more like an old, old school player. You know, It's that, that means something to him. His dad's a coach. Like, the little things mean something to Rivers. Why I think he's, it's India or Tampa. I, I think those are his only two options. We're also two options that make sense for him as well. But we, we got a fascinating couple weeks here with these quarterbacks that if Tom Brady changes teams, it's one of the biggest stories in the history of sports. Just that simple. It's like Jordan to the Wizards. Uh, Willie Mays. Now it's different. Willie Mays went to the Mets a little before my time, but he clearly was over the hill. And and in theory, Brady would still be more functional than MJ was on the Wizards. But that's a that's a crazy story if that happens. And I'm telling you, I I feel like he might move teams. Okay, let's get to the Middlecoff mailbag, but really quick. I, I saw this on Twitter as I was recording. Uh, Jane Slater, who obviously does a podcast as well for Colin, had Des Bryant on last week, was a really good interview, uh, said that Stephen Jones said that he has not talked with Dak's represent- representation since September, and they don't even have a meeting on the books for this week. Like, I'm sorry, that's a little weird. I I, I don't know, man. I Something's up. Do, do they not value him? Are they just like, bro? You're not worth forty million dollars. We don't even think you're worth thirty-five. We're giving you twenty-five to twenty-eight. Take it or leave it. And maybe they're just in a weird spot. Now you could also say why they wait so long. The problem is when you hit on a third, fourth, fifth round quarterback, you can't negotiate after the first couple years. You can only negotiate after the third year. And then when it doesn't get done and he plays it out, he just hits free agency. It's not like you have so much more time with a first round quarterback. Because you can negotiate after the first year, then you can pick up the fifth year option. So you got like this three year buffer period to kind of mess with it. When you hit on that mid round guy, was Dak fourth round? There's the urgency just gets amplified, and the Cowboys, for whatever reason, typically wait so long. And now they're in a position with him and Amari unsigned. That if the CBA agreement gets done, they can't franchise and transition tag both of them. Kind of a weird spot. Just the Cowboys, man. I, I love Jerry. I love what the Cowboys stand for. I love how just they crush it business-wise. They do wear me out a little football-wise because they always stink, but I, I I appreciate the brand. I appreciate the money they generate. But they don't exactly negotiate. The, the 49ers, the, the Eagles, they never let these situations happen. They get They get a guy like him. They would have signed him a year. They would have got the job done. Because you get into a position where you start really overpaying because he's kind of got you by the balls. Now, you kind of have him too because he can go, well, I'll franchise you. But I, you don't want to do that with your quarterback. If you start franchising him twice, that's what you think of him. You, you think he's Kirk Cousins. Now, you might – he's clearly better than Kirk Cousins, but I'm saying that's what it shows to your locker room, what it shows to him. It's like, bro, are we on the same page here? Or Am I in year four, year five, and I'm still on a tryout basis? The problem is, if he gets really greedy, and, and people are like, it's so unfair when people say the players are greedy. Well, if if they're offering him $30 million a year, I, I'm not crying for Dak because he wants $35 million a year. He's the Dallas Cowboy quarterback. If they're guaranteeing him over $100 million, he's going to make an astronomical amount of money. So if you think I'm going to go, well, he's, he deserves every penny. I don't think he deserves every penny. <laughs> you know, he ain't Mahomes. He ain't Russell Wilson. He's, he's just solid. I don't even think he, he's not the most talented guy in his division. That's Carson. Now, you know, I, I get Carson's battled injuries, but part of it is you're projecting because we're not paying for past performance. I'm projecting. So, Dak, if you do get a little better with Mike McCarthy, what if Mike McCarthy doesn't want him? That's the other curveball here. What if Mike McCarthy's like, guys, I I think we can do better. What's the point in hiring Mike McCarthy if you don't want to listen to him? If he's telling you that, you got you to gotta listen, right? You got to think, hell, this guy might be onto something. Maybe we don't. Want to pay Dak all this money? What if we could reinvest it in somewhere else? What if we go try to get trade for Derek Carr, who's much cheaper? Sign Andy Dalton for a year and then draft a guy. I don't know. I'm just throwing out ideas. I, I and I like Dak, but I got this situation red flagged a mile away. Stephen Jones hasn't talked to his representation since September. He's your. He, I thought he was your franchise quarterback. Is he not your franchise quarterback? I don't. I don't, I don't get it. Middlecoff mailbag at John Middlecoff, DMs wide open. Questions galore. And follow me on Insta. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be Insta storing starting Tuesday because I guess I can't even get a credential till tomorrow, so uh, nothing really cool till tomorrow. I guess if you're listening, it's today. Not sure why the Vikings don't trade Stefan Diggs to New England. They could get back at least a first-round pick. They could just draft another wide receiver with that pick and create much more cap space and re-sign expiring contracts or sign other offensive linemen. Not a bad idea. I, I, I'm with you. There is a financial aspect to it. The problem I have is Diggs is just a stud. Like, he's a re- he's the real deal Holyfield. Like, he's a baller. Now, is he top five wide receiver? No. But is he a top 15 guy? Yes. And he's a player you can win with. He's the only guy that really pissed a drop in the Niners playoff game. He had the only touchdown they scored was because of him. Three straight balls right at him. Two catches and a P.I. And a touchdown. And he almost threw the ball out of the stadium. I, I like him. You know, I, I can deal with Diva wide receivers as long as they're winning Diva wide receivers. Not every wide receiver is a winning Diva wide receiver. Dez was for a while. Antonio was for a while. Diggs is. For, now, they're all different in their Diva ways, but they're just, they're a little NBA-ish. They're, they're a little, they're, they're like NBA players. But if you're a winning NBA player, I can have you. If you're not, get rid of you. And that's where I think it makes it tough for Vikings because he is a winning player. Could you do a breakdown of each team's potential needs prior to the draft? Maybe division per pod? Maybe project a couple sleepers for the draft? Yeah, we got uh once we get past free agency, we have those couple weeks probably mid-April where, you know, it'll drag a little bit. We we could do something like that. But I I think we're going to have so much action this week, next week, got some interviews, free agency that that, that I can definitely mix some of that in. I wanted to know more about how owners and players split revenue. If players all play under the contract, then how do they split the 47% revenue? Is this the salary cap for each team? 40% of the revenue divided by 32 teams to get to the salary cap. You know what? What's your Avi? That is an incredible question that this podcast host me is not educated enough to know the answer. Uh, I would imagine the yearly, I, I don't know if the $200 million or whatever, the salary cap is all the revenue, but it has to be, right? Because that's the way they're paying the players. So if you do $200 million times 32, it's a lot of money. That's a, that's a great question. I, I don't know exactly how they do that. I don't know what factors in because their revenue, how does the players get the suite revenue or the parking lot revenue if they split all revenue? Is it just TV money revenue? I need to get someone from the league and ask these questions because I I just, I don't know. And I'm fascinated by these topics. Like I, I love these topics. Uh, Yeah, I want to know. So that's, I'm going to make a little note of that. CBA person. I don't know who that would be. But I I, I could, I could figure it out. Stumbled upon your show and now it's my favorite. I appreciate it. I'm just a casual NFL fan, but I can't imagine Brady and Bill don't have a plan for Brady's departure from day one. Am I way off? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think Bill always has a plan. You always have contingency plans. I think Tom, just because he's never been down this road, it's one thing to like think you're going to leave your wife, and then you finally get a divorce, and you've been married 20 years. You're like, I don't even know how do I date. You text a buddy like, what's this thing, Tinder? Uh, Bumble? W- how, how do I download it? Can you t- come take some selfies of me so I can post on it? I don't even know what to do. I think there's just some unknown with Tom. He's never been in this situation. He's been on one team for 20 years. It's the best team in the league. So if he is really going to suck it up and leave, what makes it unique is like he knows Vrabel. I would imagine he got to know Gruden over the years, Monday Night Football. The Chargers, really, I don't know why he'd go there. Actually, they, they do have a good team. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I think Belichick would have some ideas of what he could do, or at least he's going to find that out this week. Like get some get some get some plan of attacks this week. Tom, I, I think there is a great unknown. Just because anytime you're walking down a road that you've never walked before, and it's just you just don't know what's coming. You don't know where to turn left, where to turn right, maybe there's no lights on that road. Like I, I think Tom wants to dabble, but I don't think he quite knows what he's getting into. And I, I think it's understandable. He just has never come close to hitting free agency. It's kind of nuts. Was wondering what you think the odds are the Chargers trade up to secure drafting a quarterback. As it sits, they could snag Tua Herbert with the sixth pick. But should another team trade up, I've seen rumors the Lions are open to trading down. The Chargers could be screwed over and be left without a young quarterback. And I don't want that. See us drafting this early in the near Oh, I don't see us drafting this early in the near future. I agree. I think the Chargers, I think you could think about doing what the Jets did several years ago. I guess it would be two years ago now when they got Sam Darnold. They traded up, remember, in like March, way before the draft, from six to three. They gave up three second round picks. So they flip flopped three and six, and they gave three second round picks before they even knew who was going to be there. And it turned out to be Sam Darnold, which I, I still think has a chance. I know Lamar won the MVP, but of the pocket quarterbacks, Baker and Josh Allen, Josh Rosen's kind of done now to be the best one. But I. Would you be? Would you do something like that right now if you were the Chargers? Hey, call call Matt Patricia or see Bob Quinn here if you're Tom Telesco and say, "Listen, we'll flip you three and six because the 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 precedent set. You want to do that middle of March? It's going to cost you multiple second round picks. Cost cost them three second round picks that year. Now they got Sam Darnold, and if Sam Darnold turns out what we think he can turn out, it's all worth it. But he better be good. Whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Sometimes it's a struggle between buying what you want over buying what you need. cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash cash. Texan that loves the show. Appreciate it. Is there a scenario where Burrow says to the Bengals, I'll come play if you make this organizational change? If so, what do you think that could be? I don't think that's an option. I I think he has two options. He just, like a normal player... Let's the you know chips fall where they may, and probably gets dra- and gets drafted by the Bengals, just like most players do. They just want to get drafted as high as possible. He gets drafted number one overall, and he's a Cincinnati Bengal quarterback. Then I think there's a scenario where he just says, "I'm not coming there. I refuse to play for the Bengals." I don't think there's a scenario where he goes, "Listen, I want you to sign, resign AJ Green. I want you to sign Amari Cooper, and I want this guy to be the defensive coordinator." Like I, I don't think that's happening. I think it's it's either it's it's A or B that this so that that's not possible it, it, that that doesn't happen maybe it happens in the NBA but I, I don't see Joe Burrow doing that. Question for the pod: What is the big deal about being the first to break a story? Schefter, Glazer, Rap Sheet, actually saw Rap sheet at the gym today. Woj, Shams—they spend all this time getting a story when five minutes later every other media outlet has it, and I don't think sports fans really care who breaks it. I would agree. The casual sports fan doesn't care that much. Where it does matter is when now you see woes, you think ESPN. When you think Schefter, you think ESPN. It's almost brand recognition. You're paying them for brand recognition. When Schefter breaks a story, it's like ESPN broke the story. When Glazer breaks a story, Fox broke the story. When Sham, who does stuff for the athletic and stadium, like I, I wouldn't even have known what the stadium is. Some internet site that plays shows like what what the hell is even going on? But I think Shams, yeah. So that there is value in that, and just being like Adam Schefter, story breaker, like that's his role. You have the number one story breaker on your network. It's just like a it'd be no different than Jeff Bezos acquiring uh, Whole Foods. Like having Schefter is a huge part of the NFL's of ESPN's NFL business. Anytime a story breaks, they got him. When free agency hits, they got him. When free agency hits in basketball, they got woosh, and they own that. That's what they want. They're so they want to they want to monopolize your uh, attention. They want your attention to be on their guy, and think ESPN broke the story. ESPN broke the story. ESPN broke the story. So that's that's really the value. Because like you said, if if Wednesday, Tom Brady is going to sign with the Tennessee Titans. Schefter tweets that out. 30 minutes later, no one's talking about Schefter. It's just Tom Brady's going to the Titans. That's the story. I think Schefter would even tell you that. But he's, he's paid handsomely because he, and all these guys are, because they have unique skills of knowing people and getting stories because the, the networks value the brand recognition. I, I think it's really as simple as that. Okay, I'm going to be on the ground floor. Follow me on Instagram. I'm gonna be doing videos all over the place. Uh, combine next couple days. Somehow my voice is already leaving. That's what happens when you take a midnight flight and get here at 10 a.m. But don't worry, I haven't slept, haven't really slept. Got a middle seat. On my side. not even a direct flight. Red eye. It was a uh, it was a connector. So I w- words of wisdom for my first ever red eye connection flight: avoid at all costs. You don't want to get a red eye connector. You want a red eye straight shot so you can sleep. Red eye connectors suck. But I did it. I'm here. I'm glad because I would have been here super late tonight. So I'm just already here, ready to rock and roll. Combine week, three and out does the combine, and uh, I'll bring it to you guys. Appreciate everyone listening. Again, go to three and out podcast, the uh, the Apple Home, and do a little do a little review there if you if you, if you could helps out the pod helps out the business of the pod and uh, have a great week and enjoy the combine. See All
0: Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue.
1: the Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash Active Cash.
0: This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed a hundred thousand miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay motors. Has it? And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card...